0: Did, get did they win game up. two? Uh, yes, they. Uh, I yeah. haven't kept up with it. Has anyone stolen the base so we can all go to Taco Bell yet?
1: I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, Panda stole the base, so we have a free taco on Tuesday. Oh, fantastic! No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Angel Pagan stole a base. Okay. In, in game two, so fantastic. we have a free taco. Always oh, a free taco. Nice. Yeah, free taco is involved.
0: This is all great content that we could have been using. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, cool. Right on. Oh, okay, fantastic. Oh, yeah. That'll be on the outtakes. Obviously, right. I will
1: cut that. Yes. no feel free to um, put in the bloopers sure or we that. can talk about it again. I'm good at repeating myself I think it's Tuesday. I know it's between like, Ten and four. There's like a very narrow window of taco time that you can get your free taco. Oh, that's how they get you. Yeah, and it's yeah. only Doritos taco. So yeah, if you're no, no. not the Doritos, oh, the Doritos taco, is I will take any used... taco. I don't care. Well, when they get to
0: so the ranch, I'll be more impressed. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how do they just do nacho cheese? Okay, what's what's the deal with that? No, no. I mean, because well, you know, it's kind of it's a taco, fun, so That's on theme. It, theme. But it it didn't live up to the hype. No. Uh,
1: taco Bell is my is my Achilles heel. I will eat so much Taco Bell. It's not even funny. I, I, I often feel alone in my group of friends because I love Taco Bell. Why do people hate on Taco Bell so much? I don't know. Like, I know it's not good Mexican food. Like, I'm not, like, delusional. I live in San Francisco. We get amazing Mexican food.
0: Wait, but... and you still go to Taco Bell? <laughs> oh, There's one on my block. Uh, no, Mexican that is a restaurant that will really okay. across the street from me. I, I go when
1: I'm go really drunk. <laughs> Is that still, okay?
0: Still not, no no one does hard shell
1: tacos like that. You should in have San Francisco. family
0: that are willing to watch out for you.
1: <laughs> she just wants to right, live, right. moths. Okay. When I go to Petaluma, there, that's there's a Taco Bell. That's far away from San Francisco, so that's when I go. That's my. excuse. You gotta go to one that's not close to you. Yeah, I know. You don't, don't want to be seen. I <laughs> don't want to be seen. <laughs> Seven liter burrito. That's where it's at. When you're ordering, don't look at me. Oh, my, don't look at my shame. Go the driveway, right? Oh, dear God.
0: Three seven layer burritos. But, but virtualize. I'll take
1: all the burritos.
0: Geek <laughs> news today Veronica Belmont. Talk
1: about They're actually very low in calories, I'll have you know. The seven layer burrito is like one of the healthiest options you can get. That is good to know. So just say so That's you know. terrifying. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing Monday. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll tell you, you start your show now.
0: Hello, we are at Geek Media Expo, volume number four, and uh, happy to be joined by uh, someone who's far more successful at this than we are, uh, (laughs) Veronica Bell.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. You you have, I I think I read something, uh, sorry, I haven't kept up with your latest numbers, but you know, something like in the 1.6 million range of Twitter followers. I think I have 1.6. That's
1: about right, yeah. Yeah. last, Last I counted.
0: But who counts these things? Who counts these
1: things? Who keeps track? Anyway,
0: what have you been been working on lately for those who aren't aware?
1: Oh, let's see. Um, So I'm doing three main shows right now. Um, One is Texella, which I've been doing for the past four years. Um, That's my show with Pat Norton. Um, we do tech help and how-tos, uh, answer viewers' questions, do product reviews, um, basically try to stay on top of all the stuff happening in the in the internet world. Um, I also do a show called Sword and Laser on the Geek and Sundry channel, and that's a sci-fi fantasy podcast and book club that I do with my friend Tom Merritt. And we've been doing the audio show of that for, for a long time now, but we just made it into a video show um, about a year ago. So we're coming up on episode 15, I think, pretty soon. And uh, I also do a brand-new show called Factor Fictional on Revision 3's uh, YouTube channel at youtube.com slash techfeed. And that's a look at all the technology and science happening in your favorite TV shows, movies, video games, all the stuff that you loved watching as a kid and now.
0: It's weird that uh, you're not doing anything for G4.
1: No, I've, I've, I've uh, well <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, too Sorry. soon. <laughs> How curious. I'm actually. It's actually kind of a bummer because even though I, I wasn't involved with G4, it, it's sad to see you know tech and geek related content leaving mainstream media, I, and leaving would, the television space. I agree. Yeah, yeah, we have a home for it on the internet, of course. We always have, but um, that was one of that was like our last stand in the uh, other than MythBusters and the other great stuff that Discovery does. There wasn't a lot of other geek related themed content on on the TV. Right. So it's a bummer.
0: Sorry, I had to. Cast one over the bow there um, <laughs> in any case you've also been doing some uh, acting as well in some games correct
1: I've been doing some voice acting yeah which has been exciting um, I did voice acting for Fallout New Vegas um, and I also recently did uh, voice acting for a character uh, called grotessa in a YouTube cartoon that's going live within the next month or so called can you swear on your show yeah go, go okay. crazy it's called super Fuckers. awesome and I love it it's um it's a group of uh, kind of backwards superheroes they're all they're all teenagers and they're kind of messed up so (laughs) it's very raunchy very fun a lot of swearing and i sing in an episode so that was mortifying
0: sign me up uh can can i go ahead and subscribe to this is the channel live
1: yeah i haven't we we haven't published it yet but it's going to be on the um um oh gosh i'm forgetting the youtube channel now but I'll, i'll send it to you later it's 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 just getting rolling so fantastic we haven't gone live yet
0: Fantastic. Um now as Cartoon as...
1: Hangover. Cartoon Hangover. Okay. I don't know if it's live yet, but it will be on Cartoon Hangover.
0: I'll I'll check later, but we'll uh, we'll definitely find awesome. that out as it, as it goes live. Um Obviously as we've related to uh, you've, you do a lot of geek related things. Um, when did when did you what was your first uh, what was your gateway into geekdom?
1: Oh, um well both of my parents were into technology. Um My mom worked for a toy company and my dad also was an engineer. He designed toys and products for for Hasbro and, and a number of other companies as well. Um, so I had, a, I had a pretty deep background in, in that kind of stuff. I always had games around the house, toys, gadgets. Um, so I, I was very fortunate in that. And my parents were always very encouraging of me to, you know, to rip stuff apart and put it back together again. And my dad always had computers around. He gave me my first computer, my first laptop, everything. Um, and so I, I never had anyone to tell me that, that it was weird or that it right. was not okay for, like, a girl to be into, or that it was anything different from from normal. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of charged headfirst into all of it. And when I got into college, that was really pretty eye-opening for me because suddenly I met other people who were into the same kind of stuff that I was into, and I, I really kind of blossomed from there.
0: So it was a very natural progression into doing a lot of the, of the video producing and, and things like that. Was there... Any particular person or, or a game or instance or anything like that that sort of was the impetus for, for pursuing them?
1: Um, I mean, I was I was doing podcast producing at CNET and uh, they gave me my first kind of opportunity to talk on air and also to start writing and producing my own video segments, which I had never I never had any aspirations for video or any aspirations to get on the other side of the the, you know, producing. Um, I was always behind the camera, behind the microphone. Um, But it was actually my my now husband, uh, we had just started dating, Um, we've been together for seven years. And so he's really been with me for the entire time that I've kind of developed and built my career. And he was like, you need to talk more, you need to like do this on your own, you can like you need to kind of have the balls, the cojones to like get out and actually... You know, feel confident in, in talking about this stuff because you know what you're talking about. And um, that's kind of how I got started. I mean, I, I left CNET in, in 2008 and, and took off on my own and started my own uh, video podcast uh, for Mahalo Daily. And um, and then, you know, jumped right into PlayStation Network stuff and Techzilla a, a year later after that. So it worked out. He had good advice. It worked out pretty well.
0: <laughs> what was it like working on Core and some of the PlayStation Network stuff?
1: I mean it was a lot of fun because I loved having that that access to the behind the scenes production process of making games and getting to talk to the developers and the directors and the creators behind some of my favorite titles. Um but you know it it is it's difficult working for a company like that because you are able to say some things, but you can't really <laughs> exactly have an opinion on what you're talking about. If you don't like a game, they're not going to let you publish the video where you trash talk it. Right. Um. So there was a little bit of, of, of that, but I I knew that going in and I was still able to, to talk about technology in in a very kind of free way on, on my other programs. So yeah, for gaming for a while, it was a little tough because I, I couldn't, if I didn't like a game, I couldn't go out publicly and say that. Um. But if, But most of the time, I did really like the games. So I was able to kind of share my enthusiasm for the titles I was talking about and kind of have some fun with it. You know, a lot of, a lot of, like, games journalism, it it can be fun. But, you know, I think, I think a lot of games journalism, journalists take themselves way too seriously. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's. It's video games. We can have some fun with this. It's right. not life or death. <laughs> and so, like, even to this day, like, when I see people, like, f- like, freaking out over something, like the Mass Effect drama from last year, mm. I'm like, okay, guys, like, they're making a game for you. This is not like the election. This is not like frickin', I don't know. It, it kind of makes me upset because, People work really hard on these titles. Right. And that's one thing that I definitely learned, like, w- doing the coverage on Core and really seeing the nitty gritty of the whole process. And so it really, it kind of hurts me in a way when I see people tearing down game developers because I know how much energy and how much passion they put into the titles they're working on. And like, they just want us to have fun. Like, yeah, they want the game to be successful, but you know, they want you to be as excited about the game as they are making it. And, so, yeah, it, it hurts, but you have to take the good with the bad, and at the end of the day, they're video games. It's not brain surgery. It's not, like, life or death.
0: Right. Um, what are... Okay, let's let's just do a quick rundown. Some of your favorite games.
1: My favorite games? Um, well, you know, I still have to keep it on my favorite games list because I just played it for so long, but World of Warcraft is definitely on my list. Um, I'm one of the founders of the largest World of Warcraft guild, um, Ali Ayakta Est, um, AIE. Um, it still exists in World of Warcraft. Um, we have 12 sub-guilds now because we've been broken up based on the guild cap level. Um, I, I quit this past year, so I'm i seven years in and I, I gave up my account. I mean, I know it's still there if I ever want to go right. back to it. Um, but World of Warcraft, definitely most hours played, for sure. I mean, by far. Um, I love the community that we built in that game and I love the fact that we have... We have seven games now that we have official presences in, um, official guild presences in. So I feel like I can pick up any game and have an immediate group of people that I can play with. So that's really cool. Um, Right now I'm playing uh, The Secret World, which Mm -hmm. is another MMO. And it's kind of like if all the conspiracy theories in the world actually existed, this is what the world would look like. It's kind of a near-future style fantasy MMO. Um, so, like, the Illuminati exist, the Templars, like, exist, they can be one of your factions, or you can play as, like, the, um, in, in Japan, you can be a dragon, and that's, like, their secret society. Um, it's a lot of fun, and Cthulhu plays a huge role, so you can fight Cthulhu, and that's Brad. Um, so I love that, but otherwise, Skyrim, I probably, other than Warcraft, is probably the game i put the most sheer hours into. I think I'm up to almost, like, 160 hours right now. Um, I really, really liked Skyrim, and I'm very excited for the Elder Scrolls MMO, MMO when it comes out. Um, I'm slurring my words because I've been like talking for like 16 hours straight. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great games out right now. Um, I've been talking a lot about uh, FTL, which is a, a tiny game, but it's a very good game, and it's a permanent death. Um, so you're, you're in charge of a spaceship, and uh, you you captain this ship through different different galaxies and through nebulas and everything. But if your ship gets destroyed, you have to start all the way over. So it's you get really sucked in and get really angry when you die, because <laughs> you can invest like like two hours into the game and then suddenly your ship gets blown up because you weren't paying attention to one crucial like portion of like your like your engines, for example, and they get hit with a torpedo and then you're done. It sucks, but it's really fun. <laughs> It was a Kickstarter-funded game, too, which I think is cool.
0: Excellent. Well, I know you've been talking for a very long time today. (laughs) Um, Certainly don't want to uh, keep you any longer than we absolutely need to, but... Very quickly before we let you go, uh, any, anything that you want to promote aside from uh, the things we've already talked about, any charities, anything like that?
1: Oh, um, sure. Well, uh, let's see. I also do another show that I forgot to mention called Vaginal Fantasy, and that's a, sci- that's a sci-fi fantasy romance book club that I do with Felicia Day, Bonnie Burton, and Kylie Hasby. Um, we do that once a month. The next episode um, is going to be on the 30th of October. Um, so we talk about romance novels that are in the sci-fi fantasy genre as well. Um, and we get drunk and talk about them (laughs) in a Google Hangout, and it's very fun. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be doing, let's see, am I doing any charity stuff coming up? I don't think so. I was supposed to do October cast for Child's Play this weekend, but I came here instead, so donate to Child's Play in my stead.
0: (laughs) Well, certainly do appreciate it. Thank you. Veronica, thank you so much, and hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend.
1: Thank you very much.